And it's that time when we say good morning to our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Hello. So good morning to you, Sakina, and to the listeners as well. Lovely day. It certainly is. But, um, you know, uh, the markets didn't uh, fare so well. And just looking at the global sell-off of uh, Clive, and that seems to be deepening. And, of course, uh, China right at the heart of all of this. Yeah, it seems like uh, we are going in through this uh, particularly cyclical point where um, the, the, the results of China not actually doing well are starting to be interpreted uh, differently by different markets across the world. And we saw this, obviously, on, in Wall Street as well yesterday, where things were not really great. Uh, most of the uh, bulls there really d- down by more than 1% and creating a real uh, 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 problem for most of the guys who, who rely specifically on the, on the equity space. So what we see now is a sell-off um, for riskier assets against PESA uh, this early hours of the morning today. We can start to see, obviously, the preliminary Chinese manufacturing <laughs> results didn't help much as well, Sakita, showing more crisis or rather more of a problem. Uh, no, let's put this politically correct. More challenges for the Chinese economy um, uh, uh, that, 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 that still struggles to actually get things correct when it comes to uh, the slowing down of its economy. Uh, Asian stocks are also headed for their biggest three-day loss since last month. Uh, also, the market rise in Chinese shares also continuing that. We saw the Shanghai Composite uh, collapsing uh, almost uh, 2%, 2.5% down uh, early hours of this morning. So it's really, really been tough. It's a confirmation of the fear that we're existing uh, in the market already, uh, that China is, in fact, doing worse than we had been led to believe. So taking out. And it goes back to that issue I've raised before about transparency and being honest about what is taking place in China. It seems like still a lot needs to be learned about how the Chinese market works. And what's worse is the information that comes out of it seems to be incorrect and inconsistent. We've been talking a lot about uh, emerging market currencies, Clive, but um, the euro itself is uh, struggling against its peers. Mm, it is. And, and, you know, what, what, what happened yesterday was, and I, I, somebody, I saw somebody uh, on social media talking about the uh, immigration problems that they're suffering, uh, that they're, uh, or the illegal migrants that they're, that they're, that they're faced with now. And I think it has nothing to do with that. I have, I have to say, though, it has to do more with the sacrifices that the bigger com- uh, countries like Germany and the UK have done to try and stabilize the Eurozone. Let's not forget that the pigs come from the Eurozone, and they still struggling, um, despite the fact that there's been some positive inroads that have been made to sort of make them uh, tick to the positive a little bit, but they're still pretty much under pressure. And because you're using a single um, uh, currency, uh, whatever volatility takes place on the other bigger ones, like the dollar, the yuan, or the, or the yen, and then you start seeing the effects directly being impacted on the bigger scale uh, on the eurozone. So that's what's taking place, and, that, and they're feeling the pinch. It's down at the moment by about 89 basis points, and I'm expecting it to go further when the, Euro, uh, when the UK markets open, because that's when we see the volatility within that particular market as well. Mm. And um, just looking at this VW scandal, Clive, uh, just uh, take a stab at this. Try and unbundle the cost of all of this for us. I'm hoping that everybody now believes when I say there's only two types of vehicles in the world. Oh, no, no, anyway. no, no, no. You are wrong. But um, on I'm VW, yes. <laughs> so one of the 
<laughs> so what does this all mean? I, I mean, I, I, I try to make it as easy as possible so that people actually uh, try and understand. There's the 18 billion rand figure that's being uh, bandied about the probability is too high, probably, uh, but we know that it's in that, that region, an 18 billion liability figure attached to itself. Um, and then, obviously, there's other, there's another... $7.3 billion, which the German comic has to make uh, provision for, for legal fees. Now, I try to add this all up, and I'm hoping my numbers are correct here because I'm using uh, uh, a financial calculator. So it, it, it basically boils down to this. It boils down to about 400 million vehicles for them to save up that money, 400 million vehicles, 401 to be quite precise, and then they will have to sell them. Uh, they will have to sell them in the next six months. They've only been able to do um, 150,000 uh, per month thus far. That's the American uh, BW. So it will take them at least another three and a half years to make up for the debt that they've just put themselves into. But what did they actually do? The actual fact is they manipulated the system and were able to put through cars uh, that were not regulated in terms of emissions to go through. So we're talking about, this is, this is what now my, my colleagues are saying to me now on social media, say the company disclosed that the irregularities on diesel emission readings extend to some 11 million vehicles globally. Mm. So that could include South Africa, Sakina. That's what worries me. And how does this impact us? I think what it means is that there'll be less demand because already our commodities, for example, we know platinum gets used a lot in terms of uh, building of vehicles. So manufacturing will be hit a little bit. And we might see cars, pricing in cars, go up higher uh, if you want to buy a car. So that's the bad mm. news for the consumer.